0: Welcome back to another edition of the podcast, Lead Singer Syndrome. I am your host, as always, Shane Told, taking you into the backstage conversations that I have with other lead singers from all different walks of life. And we got a cool episode today. Very excited to talk to Mr. Taylor Hansen of, of course, Hansen, a band that you have probably known for a very long time because they've been at it for 30 years. 25 years ago, the song Mbop took the world by storm. I was in high school. I was 16. And it was a worldwide phenomenon. Um, probably wherever you were listening to this from, you know the song. But what's cool about this band is they were kids. It was a big hit. They parlayed that first album into a very long, very brilliant career. And they have a new album coming out on May 20th. Actually out now, I should say. We're past May 20th called RGB. And this record is actually awesome. So I'm super excited to pick Taylor's brain about everything, their entire career, what they're doing now, his family life. This is a really, really great episode. So I'm so excited that you're here joining me on another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. Before we jump into that, of course, I like to remind you, you can get in touch with me and give me your thoughts. Send me an email, syndrome at gmail.com. I read them all. If you want to support the show with some dough, we need money to run this thing. Okay. <laughs> Check out com slash all access that gets you into the all access club, getting you a boatload of bonus material, merchandise, and more, including a amazing community of like-minded people, other fans of the show. We do all kinds of hangouts. It's a really good time syndrome.com slash all access for as little as $6 a month. That gets you in. It keeps the lights on around here and keeps this content coming at you week after week. If you happen to reside in Europe, get ready, not just because Hansen's coming, but also My band Silverstein is coming over there too for the first time in like two and a half years. So please get your tickets for the shows we're doing, whether they're festivals or sideshows or supporting. There's a lot of really cool stuff that happens this time of year when a bunch of bands go to Europe to do festivals. And then, you know, there's not a lot of festivals like on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So Bands team up and do some really cool shows And you always get to see lineups like this So if you're in Europe, keep your ear to the ground Buy some tickets There's lots of cool stuff happening For the first time in a minute Super, super excited to hang out in Europe So if you see me, come say hi, okay? I really, really can't wait Anyway, let's get into it, shall we? This is a great conversation With the one, the only Mr. Taylor Hansen
1: I just wanted to take a quick minute to introduce two of my favourite men in music. (laughs) Shane is from an incredible rock band called Silverstein and he is just one of the most genuine amazing men, not to mention amazing rock and rollers. And of course, Taylor needs no introduction. He's one of my favorite clients. I've been with him for many, many years. And yeah. I'm really actually happy that you guys could have this chat. I know it was a bucket list thing for Shane. So he's super yeah. excited.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Get
1: yeah. Yeah, the conversation yeah. starting. And he's, um, he's in New York City on tour. So he's doing his thing right now. And I'm just going to... Get offline. I'm going to keep my um, everything on mute and have a listen to the interview, but I'll leave you boys to have a chat for the next 35 40 minutes.
0: Sam, sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. You're so complimentary. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm good
1: super, super honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, my boys, have fun.
0: All right. Okay. There she goes. Okay. Let's go. Man, what an intro. And um, Mr. Taylor Hanson, this is uh this is awesome I get to speak to you. Um, like yeah, like Sam said uh uh, I sing for a band called Silverstein right now I'm on tour. You you saw the tour bus right away. You know, uh, yes, yeah. Know it like, well. You've been on one, you've been on all of them pretty much. Um so yeah, I'm on tour and and you know, maybe that's a great place to start. You know, I remember obviously we're about the same age. I'm I'm 41. So I remember, you know, 1997 and Mbop and you guys coming out and taking the world by storm and you know, us being kind of the same age and it kind of made it seem like it was maybe almost attainable for yes. <laughs> a person of my age. Like, wait, like I can just make a song and then I can be on, you know, for me in Canada, uh, much music, you know, um, yeah. like, I can do this. And I'm sure over the years you must've had people, other musicians say that to you, but you know, it's funny cause it was a bit of a, maybe a false premise <laughs> cause it isn't that easy to do that. Right. Well, I
1: mean, I, you know, now as a, you know, as a successful musician and, and for one how how insanely difficult it is to you know to get anything accomplished um i was talking with my daughter um i know i have a bunch of kids and my yeah. daughter i have a seven I have a 17 year old daughter and um i was telling her about the stats on the business and you know how you know at one point i know for sure this is true and it's probably true even more now um, you know, like 2% of the, the production records that get made and released, like actually recoup their cost. and I mean, let alone be successful. I mean, right. so many records, so many people get, make a record, go out there, hope for it. And, and, you know, never, never crest over. And, and just the fact that to be among anybody that has fans, keeps fans can fight for those fans, even when it gets gritty and you're playing the, you know, Cremie club or the night square, the room's not full, or, you know, you have the highs, you have the lows, you have the hits, you have the non-hits, you have the, you know, it, it's such a rare thing to get to do what you love, and to get to like play music and have an audience singing songs back to you. I mean, so I just consider it an unbelievable honor. Um, and we felt that way from the first record. Yeah, I, I will say this: you're, you're you're absolutely right. It is a you know, that is definitely a false premise to just see anybody, especially as a young person, go, oh, that's easy. I can do that. <laughs> um, but at the, at the same time, I think I love, you know, we've now been making music long enough that we really have connected both with people that like you like we're the same age and mm-hmm. and we were kind of extra early but here we are catching up and having peers that are doing amazing things that are exactly our age but have gone on to be really successful. Maybe they didn't break till they we were in their 20s or whatever. Or, but but all of a sudden you're here talking to peers and, and somebody goes, Man, I was I saw that and that was inspiring. I love that. Like that blows me away. And I think about me as a kid going, when I saw Michael Jackson or when I saw, right. you know, we listened to the, you know, all the classics, like the Beatles and the Beach Boys. I mean, those guys were teenagers. And so we at the same time, you know, we had that same experience of like, well, I guess we can like, let's, sure. let's go, let's go. Let's, let's, let's go after this thing. And, um, and you slug away and nobody sees, you know, the, the wind up; they just see whether or not you broke or didn't. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a lot of grinding and a lot of luck. And you're just grateful that, you know, I'm just grateful we get to do it.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing, you know, the longevity because, you know, that's the, that's the thing that doesn't happen with a lot of artists that, that strike so early. And obviously, you know, a song like Mbop that, that, I mean, was, was just a massive, massive success. Number one in 27 countries at the same time. That's a stat, um, you know, but you yeah. managed to turn a song that is one of those songs that's like meant to grab you right away. Right. It's, it's a chorus that doesn't really have any lyrics, right. There's not a lot of meaning. It's, it's a feeling, but to be able to take that as your debut track and parlay that into a 30 year career where your fans have grown up with you and your fans. I mean, I saw your, you know, your tour coming up, you're playing some serious venues and I'm sure they're all going to be sold out. You know, it's, um, it's pretty amazing. And, it's. I know it's hard because you've been doing this your whole life. But is there anything you can attribute that success to? Well, I mean, you. Uh,
1: it's funny. There's how much time do we have? Like, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. You know, I mean, there's a million things. There's a million things, and and I think one of them is one of them is really just kind of that sense of being stubborn and and not reacting to the world around you as if the other people around you decide whether or not you succeed. Um you know this the, that and that's true of anybody. I mean it happens that like the music business really is fickle because it's it's entertainment right it's music people can choose like they they can't choose to not like pay for their mortgage, but they can choose to maybe not go to every concert that comes through town you know or not right. buy that song right but music, but music is essential i mean I've I figure now in my life looking back like, wow, no, humans need music they need frankly, they need, I mean, cinema is important. Movies, I think storytelling, stories are so important to the survival of our spirit. You know, we get to connect and go through different worlds. Um, So I think you're part of a legacy of storytellers that helps people make sense of their world. And so I think the, honestly, the, the stubbornness that says I will not be defined by the next failure or the next success. I I'm here because I'm going to, keep fighting for it you know when, when we when we started off um we we had everything up against us because you have no promises it's like the world says you know uh, we're gonna hand you success you get what you put in and absolutely you know good family you know we didn't grow up with a ton of money but we were never you know, didn't have things we were just a very middle class. Good. Right. My dad worked hard, had a good job. You know, um, he had seven kids. You know, so he was you know <laughs> fighting for fight for every dollar at that point when you have that big a family. But we had we had plenty of things, but we didn't have surplus of you know going crazy or anything. So it wasn't as if we could just float through it. And but we saw something we wanted to do, and and we worked, and we were turned down by every record company. Multiple times, every major before we ever got signed, the the label that signed Hanson back in ninety six, when I was thirteen, was a label that had turned us down three times already, and it got to
0: was that what it was? Yeah,
1: different AR people, and yeah, pass, 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 and it got to the president. The president sent the one more AR person because the president had never heard it and said, "What's going on with these guys?" Um, and you know and so then you go forward and to me i think what happens when people succeed i think a lot of times artists forget what got them where they are and they start thinking well now it should be easy i should be able to hit cruise and right. the the truth is it's like being a mountain climber man i mean the, those that last few feet you know you got to keep climbing (laughs) it's not as if you get all the way there and you're like now the mountain should lean over and like hand me an arm and like pull me up you know you're still climbing and you've just already climbed so far you should have skills you should have stamina you should have toughness your hands should be calloused and ready to rock but um you you don't get to just sort of throw your you know kind of step back and go all right i'm good now you start falling off the whole mountain you know and i I think that happens a lot of times and especially with young artists um i think the big challenge is a lot of times the young artists are not the voice you know it's not their ideas and unfortunately that's Mm -hmm. true sometimes it's because they 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 are more manufactured and sometimes it's because they're just surrounded by people Um, and it's hard to fight to make sure it's your voice when you have older, more experienced producers, writers, labels, you know? So the fact that we've always written, the fact that we've always been sort of controlling of our our own work as much as we possibly could, you know, at the time, I think that's helped
0: make it. (laughs) make the journey. I think so too. I think so too, especially because your fan base, you know, was (laughs) your age when you were a kid and is your age now, right? Like you've really, you've watched them grow with you. And, and it makes only makes sense that maybe whatever you're into at some point in your life, your fans are too, because you know, you were looking at them face to face, not, not down on them like most artists. It's like, oh my, you know, like we call our fans like the kids, you know, it's like, well, in, in your case, you were kids, they were kids and now you're growing up with them. So that's, that, yeah, is, exactly. that is a different situation. And and I think that's a great approach um, that you took. Uh, okay. I want to go back real quick to May 6th, 1997. That's when the debut album came out. And it's cool because this is now Hanson day. Yes, And uh, my band, my Band is actually putting out our new record on May 6th. Um, nice, not, nice, not, not in honor of you guys, just a coincidence. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but on on May 6th, 1997, do you know what the number one movie uh, in America was?
1: I do not, I do not
0: know. See, I'd never even heard of this movie, uh, Breakdown with Kurt Russell. I do know what that movie is, I've seen it. Yeah, think like, he's a truck, oh. he's a truck driver, I think. Is that right? I, I don't know. I've never I seen that. And then the next week was The Fifth Element, which I'm sure you've probably okay. seen. And then I love The Fifth Element, yeah. Yeah, and then followed by Jurassic World. So that was going on um, uh, in, in spring of 1997. And do you know what the number one song was? May 6, 1997? I do not know. No. It was Hypnotized by Notorious B.I.G., uh, of course. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I uh, thought that would be fun to to dive back and remember that. Yeah, those are. Yeah, yeah, we were there. I we were there. I mean,
1: you know, the thing the thing that I find really interesting about having the history is, um, you know, now you you just kind of begin to see what's mattered to you over time. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, we were we had just we had our heads down. I mean, we were we were fighting for the. We were fighting for that little like. Okay, is this going to happen? Is this going to work? Yeah, it's starting to blow up. But what does that even what does it even mean? You know, like is this real? Is this? I mean, the record seems to be working. Um, And so yeah, we were we had blinders on. I mean, I was definitely only looking at what at what was very close by. You know, the movie or the pop culture or whatever. um,
0: Because we were grinding it out. I was like, okay, this is it. This is the moment. You know, know, in some ways, like this was nineteen ninety seven. There's a big difference in terms of what's around you in 1997 than in, let's say, 2007, right? Just with the internet, hadn't quite got there yet. You're not able to go on. And I'm sure there were things you could read, you know, but it wasn't the same as like when you read YouTube comments these days or, you know, I mean, I'm sure you guys had to have some pretty thick skin anyway, um, but you were also able oh, to yeah. kind of keep away from it, I think a little bit more than a younger group like that would come out today, let's say, right. Uh, it was a different world.
1: It's yeah, it's less personal because everyone doesn't, you know, it's less personal because the internet was being born in a big way and, and, but it was undervalued and, and mm-hmm. our fans being with they were fan forums and our, our website was one of the most active music websites on, the planet because, of course, For sure. the fans were discovering the internet and email addresses for the first time. But yeah, that was still like the engagement and the level of back and forth was so much lower than it is now. And it was less, less personal for all people because it wasn't coming to a device that everyone is looking at in their hand or in their pocket mm-hmm. that has somebody's name that you, in, you, you literally post, you know, you're sitting in your living room, you have a thought about pancakes and then you post it. And somebody's like, I can't believe you hate, you know, whole wheat pancake. Why would you do that? And you're like, wait, hold on a second. I just, shared a picture of my breakfast. What? <laughs> you know, and, and, and so, yes, it's, it's the fact that people have so much access to everyone. Everyone has access. You know, I'm a, a huge sort of pop culture and, Art fan as well, and and you know Andy Warhol is of course famously known for predicting this idea that in the future everyone will have their fifteen minutes of fame, and I think it seems super esoteric and like what does that even mean? Yeah. But I think he he was really speaking about what we're experiencing right now, which is like as the scale of of pop culture begins to become more than just here's a control mechanism and then here's an audience and it becomes uh, pop culture becomes daily culture. Like that's what's happened. Like the dry cleaner has like followers, you know, what does that mean? (laughs) Like your grandma has, you know, well, I got to get my, you know, likes up. You're like, what are you talking about? Bingo? Like you should just go like hang out with them. Not. And, and I, (laughs) it's not, I don't think it's healthy. I, I am grateful. Um, I'm grateful for the experience of having been doing what we do. Um, And having the experience of preparing to be in that, you know, like hyper exposed, you know, thing that now the whole culture is living. Because I think people that are just going through their life and they're not really building a quote unquote brand, you know, to go find a fan audience. They're just like going to college and and people are not mentally prepared for like... Okay, turn off listening to that crazy guy. You know, this is what you're here for. That person's just making noise. Like they're not mentally prepared, and so everybody takes it very personally. Like I can't believe you said that. It's like that's just some idiot that is you know just trolling you because he has nothing better to do, or she has you know. And and you have to. We learned that early on. I mean, we would have people come to shows, of course. First record. And sorry, you have me monologuing now, but um, no, it's fine. Please. The the first record, you know, particularly there was definitely a Hanson backlash just because it was such an extreme success and you have all the screaming girls and that kind of side of things, right? That just happened. Um, It's not like we went like, here's our target audience, you know? You just, that happened. And I remember seeing groups of guys come with signs that said, Hanson sucks. and, And we'd be like, hold on a second. You bought tickets, made that sign and showed up here. Like okay, thank you. I think, <laughs> and so, like yeah. having having developed the, those experiences, you know, which everybody needs to learn how to do that. Like to look across and be like, guys, like I, I'm not listening to that whatever that thing is that hyper just toxic, you know, energy. Right. You have to be able to turn that off and realize it's not you.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, with that that unexpected massive success and the three of you guys in the spotlight especially you, you know, as the lead singer, um, you know, you guys turned out to be pretty level-headed, you know, over the years, there hasn't been a lot of controversy. There hasn't been the paparazzi, like, you know, um, what kept you guys in check? I mean, obviously I'm sure at that age you had your parents on the road and your tour managers were probably also, you know, babysitters in some ways, but like, you know, what kept you away from the, let's call it the, uh, the rock and roll decadence that is definitely, you know, out there, well, I mean, you know, a lot of,
1: a lot of grace, honestly, like the universe, you know, a lot of lucky that we had good people close. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we, we broke so young that we, we were, you know, you had to work a little harder to immediately jump into, you know, the sex and drugs part because you're so young. You just don't even, I mean, I was 14 you don't care about that. You're not even. Right. you going after that now. By the album number two, number three, you know, you're those things start to be even you know harder to turn off and turn away from. You know, just putting something on your writer. You know, like I think I'll get that. You know, <laughs> um, but I think the spirit of it um, was for me that the art and the work is really what it's about and it's it doesn't sound like not to be boring like i don't want to have fun like it's the work the creation the the adventure like being to being able to be this artist like the obsession with making things and realizing that high is the highest high right um like there's not a drug that is higher than adrenaline that comes from the energy of getting to to run around the world and look at an audience and feel that energy i mean people that have an experience that can't know what that is, but it's incredibly addictive. And so I do think that um, you have to have the stubbornness when it fades on some nights, you know, or some albums or some tours or to, to not take it too personally. But I always felt like I was fighting to keep it. And at some level, at any level. right? So that kept us off of a lot of things. And we, you know, we chose to keep, um, roots in Oklahoma, I think, which really helped um, and continued to help, and start our own label, and you know, really go in house and build a team. I think that's, right. I think that's been a huge thing, and um, and just maybe just again, just the grace that uh, we were given, some maybe shadow of protection against you know it, all the possible things that could happen. I mean, you you go through life, and you know, how often could you have, like. Taken the left turn or stepped off the curb and gotten hit by a bus like that—that right. that could happen at any moment in a career. Like right. so, right. I think we've been lucky. We've been lucky to not get hit by too many buses. Um.
0: <laughs> that's that's a great analogy. Uh, absolutely. Well, you know, you, you talked about how you have a lot of children, seven kids. The last I checked. Yes. Um, you've been married for I believe twenty-two years. Um, that is wow. I mean, you got married at a, at a pretty young age too, but my question is what's dinner conversation like at the Taylor Hanson household? What do you guys talk about? <laughs> when the nine of you sit down for, uh, uh, whatever you, you like to eat. Oh gosh. Well,
1: I mean, actually been, I've been with my wife for 22, but married for 20. And, um, but yeah, I mean a long time, um, you know, my kids, the advantage of starting young. So I'm 39 and I've got a 19 year old son and a one year old daughter, you know, all the way down. So wow, the cool thing, the cool thing about where I'm at life now is like, they're, you know, I like, I like my kids. Like, these are cool people. Like I just, we enjoy, they're into stuff. They're smart. They're funny. Like, um, they, one thing I, I know I've tried to show them is, is work ethic and, and, and they do not think for a second that like the the interesting and sort of unique and cool part of being you know having some success in music is something that is a given or that that has been easy to to keep or or get like they they've been around it they've lived in studios and tour buses and backstage and studios and around it all but but they know that it's taken a lot, and so when we, I think what we talk about is, I don't know, it's it's analyzing, you know, what's going on in their lives. It's chasing some big idea, you know, that somebody's got. Um, yes, it's all the other household stuff like you know can somebody please do the dishes like why is no one cleaning their dishes there's seven <laughs> people in this
0: house like all you
1: have to do is just each person just rinse their dishes and then dishes, it's, though,
0: that's a lot of yeah. dishes
1: like the, the, the house maintenance it doesn't matter how much help you have like when you have that many people it's like um I'm joking with guys now that are coming up having kids I'm like okay you have children now I have a halfway house I have like a I have like a dorm room, you know, where people come in and out, you know, there's a whole like the upper tier of the like kids that are just like, hey, okay, are you I have to check in with my wife, like who's actually in the house right now? You know.
0: <laughs> well, you know, since you were subjected to music at such a young age. Uh, are your kids showing that passion? I mean, obviously 1970s, that's, that's, old, but you were far into your career at that point, but you know, is that, is that something that, that, you know, you show them, is it something that you kind of want them to find on their own? How does, how does music play a role with, with kind of your, your kids and your, and your relationship with them?
1: It's tricky. Um, it's, it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, everybody's different. You know, you, you don't, I'm very, I have a strong, you know, um, message to parents like about looking at their kids having now had seven like nature is so strong i mean they show up who they are i mean that is my experience like they show up who they are the the key is just not screwing them up not ruining them as a parent right and so you have the part that you can do as a parent i and and i think it's just to in to to try and not say too many times like don't do that. As in, like, be don't don't be fearful. I don't want kids to be fearful. Like to you know the classic, like, well, go get a real job, or you know, here's what's safe. Like, don't don't do what's safe. Do it. Go work on what you want to spend your life doing because you're going to have to work at something. Right. Either raising raising a family, starting a business, being a you know working for the the big corporation, whatever it is you choose to do. So don't don't try and measure up, quote unquote, um, like. Try, just get really good at working hard and then figure out how work hard at something you want to do, because that's what it's going to happen. That's what you're going to have to do if you want to have a successful life. So with music, I'm like, hey, if you've got the bug, like I had the bug and have the bug, you're going to have to do it so you can either do it you're gonna have to do it <laughs> yeah. either on the weekends or maybe if you fight for it enough and if you've got the gift enough you might be able to make this what you do more time than ever you know than anything else and make it your your work and like that would be phenomenal like um and i have two of the seven that i know are extremely musical like right our my uh, my son river uh, he's just a Born drummer. I mean at 2 years old he'd be walking to the drums and we wow. and he just had time like he could just play. And then my oldest son Ezra is a phenomenal piano player now and he's he's much less interested in being on the in the limelight, you know. But he he's way ahead of where I was at his age, you know. Right. It, anyway, and in some ways he's already surpassed me on stuff. He's 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 into, you know, more jazz and he's into you know, anyway, so definitely a couple super musical people, a couple really outgoing, a couple just like really kind of behind the scenes. Like
0: you know, you're going to be pulling the strings, like aren't you? So so what, so what you're saying is one day your kids will take over as Hanson. You'll retire and you'll put your kids out there. Yeah, no, they're they're going to be they're going to be launching their own empire. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure.
1: But but yeah, I mean they 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 certainly could overtake for sure. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
0: Absolutely. Well, I, I uh, we've talked for so long, I haven't even mentioned the new record. Coming out May 20th, RGB. Um, I love the single so far, um, especially the one that, you know, the first one that dropped. Kind of your song, "Child at Heart." This is just a beautiful song. Um, talk to me a little bit about this, and also the music video was pretty graphic. Can I say that? Intense, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: graphics, fair, um, yeah. I don't. It's been really interesting to see. I, I didn't. Ex- I honestly, didn't know what to expect from people's reaction. Um, so, "Red, Green, Blue" is a really interesting project. It, I mean, I would say to, to be honest, it was it was pretty painful one for me because. Um, It it was a project where we decided to break it into three pieces and everybody basically brought five songs. And then we collaborated with two amazing, it wasn't painful from the collaborator point of view. Our Mm -hmm. producers, we worked with Jim Scott and Legend and Gabby Garza, an incredible producer writer. Um, and, And the painful part was just that not being able, we decided each guy is basically gonna bring a third of the record. And it's going to be almost like three solo projects. though so it's not really solo projects because it's not fully, this is just everything I'm going to do no matter what. Like it still has a connectivity to us as a unit. Right. Um, and it together with the idea of kind of emphasizing the differences, you know, 30 years in, it's like, what can you do that you haven't done? Um, but it was painful in the sense that, you know, I, you don't get to step back and go like, okay, here are the 12 songs. And we kind of, we know what this is going to, what we can push towards. It's kind of, there's all this mystery until you get to the very end. Wow. Uh, and the cool thing about it, I think people will really hear, you hear the individual voices more, you hear Isaac's stuff. I, all of Isaac's tunes are more organic. They're more, more direct and more personal.
0: Zach's
1: mm-hmm. um, are kind of layered and um, rhythmic You know, drummer. Um, right. And, and with me, I chose, you know, child at heart as the first song, um, you know, it is it is right out of the right out of the gate. It says something very direct to you, the listener. It's almost all chorus. It's like a um, it, the song that says the chorus right out of the gate, and it it says something that um, that is really true. You know that that I said, hey, I'm I'm sitting here um talking to myself as much as anything. And then also talking to maybe my kids and talking to somebody that's coming up. And the the chorus, you know, is saying, you know, take a deep breath. You're gonna basically you're gonna be okay. But don't lose as the world keeps coming at you, don't lose that innocence, that that hopefulness, that like seeing the possibilities. Don't let, don't let the the wear and tear turn you into a cynic, turn you into like, convince you that you need to start closing up. Like give your heart away, you know, it's saying give your heart away And one of the lines, right. sort of like be free, like take the chance, like take a risk. Don't give that, you know, even though it, it, you feel like you kind of want to start shutting down, don't, don't give up on life. And um, for all the things that, you know, this project is in ways it's different. That is, I think a good, a good indication of the sort of the songs I brought to the table. I purposely chose to um almost to back off some of the layers and mm-hmm. and there's two or three songs on that are just a piano and a guitar or just a voice and having a you know band that's known for tons of harmonies. And Childhood has a lot of harmonies, but um sure there's a lot of songs that just are Here's the here's the story. And, um, yeah, no, it's not be, that
0: kind of guitar driven part. Like, it kind of feels like an really written song. Like you, you know, like it started kind of in your bedroom. That's what it feels like. And and I love that. Absolutely. That so absolutely. No, it's great. And I have to mention uh, one of Zach's jams, "Don't Let Me Down," because this video is incredible. Um, yes, <laughs> that's, you know, I like that. You know, Child of the Heart there too. Like this is just kind of a dorky, silly video, uh, absolutely ridiculous. Frankie Muniz stars in it, which is was cool. Um, yeah, yeah, that must have been a lot of fun to put together.
1: Yeah, the, so yeah, the latest video we've been up for three singles: Child of the Heart, uh, Write Song is the second Ike single, and then the latest single from Zach. Uh, is called "On Medana. Yeah, the video is ridiculous. It's it's a exaggerated workout, um, you know, scene where Zach actually put on a muscle suit and plays <laughs> this ridiculous character. Um, yeah, and it, it's definitely. I mean, you see the different personalities in the videos. Obviously, the songs are kind of extreme in a sense of like the, what they say and do. And but I think it is kind of cool to just look at the videos next to each other and go, "Okay, wow, that's that gives you some sense of the the scope of how the music on this record could." how far the scope can go right
0: exactly. Um, exactly so yeah
1: people it'll be interesting to see how people take this record and of course we're all catching up like you I mean on getting back on the road so yeah starting in starting in June we hit start a world tour in Europe and then come back to the states in the summer and into Canada and
0: be all over the place that's right no I was looking at that yeah May, May 20th the new record comes out you guys are hitting the road in yeah in July uh, is it June or July? It's June, isn't it? um, Yeah, June
1: in in Europe, and then we come back to North America in July. You
0: only have like 10 days between. You're going like really hard uh, right now. I mean, I guess, and I'm kind of actually excited, Taylor, that we haven't talked about the pandemic at all because that's what all my interviews have been for the last, oh, three, God. however, like long. So I'm kind of stoked know. we haven't even mentioned it, but um, I will just <laughs> what ask pandemic? you this. Right. What <laughs> pandemic? Right. What are you talking about? <laughs> but I will ask you this, just this one question. I mean, have you guys done anything uh, touring wise yet? And I mean, how good is it going to feel to be able to just go and hopefully, I mean, I don't know about Europe yet, but I'm, in, I'm touring the US right now and like we're, the masks are off. There's no COVID protocols. Like it feels like 2019 again. So um, how excited are you for that?
1: well I mean all of the performers that anybody that spent time performing I think felt just the drain of losing that connection that that experience of playing live so very excited um, we did keep up a certain amount of live shows wherever we could with you know certain limited audiences during the pandemic and special shows and you know places where people could do their social distancing. And, you know, we, we tried to, we pushed the boundary. We, we did as much as we possibly could, as yeah. soon as we possibly could yeah. um, throughout yeah. these two years. And still we're, well, we're trying to be, you know, safe and, and considerate of people's concerns. And not, of course, um, but it feels incredible to think about getting out on the road. And, and um, I just, I think, man, I just think we need it. I think the whole world is just so, Everybody's just carrying around so much anxiety and fatigue and and, and separation. I mean, I, you know, if anything, I feel like the last two years just really amplified. We're not meant to be alone. Like we're not meant to be hiding around. You know, obviously you have to do what you have to do. But when people people need to hug, they need to smile, they need to meet, they need to share drinks together. I mean, that stuff is so important for the for the health of the planet. Yeah. Um, so it's I'm really excited to be able to play host in ninety five cities this wow. year. You know,
0: five cities, cool. That, that yeah. rules, man. That rules. Wow. You know, you're playing all over the place. So yes, everybody make sure you get your tickets over at Hanson.net. Cause, uh, yep. You guys are, you guys are doing it. New record, big tour. Um, these singles are absolutely awesome. And I'm really excited, man, for, for kind of the next chapter of the band coming into the post pandemic world we're living in.
1: Exactly. Well, I'm, I appreciate the the conversation and, um, congrats to you being out and a uh, new record, man. That's yeah, excited. I'm, I'm going to have to check it out
0: please, yeah, please do. I'll send, I'll send you i I'll send you it over. Um, anything else to tell the people Taylor before, um, before I let you go, anything that I missed? Well, I mean, so many things we could talk about, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: but I think one thing I haven't said enough in this interview is, is, so uh, you know, just the gratitude I have for, for the audience that has, has joined us, you know, and, and like you, you said, we are thirty third years in, you know, we are many albums, many tours and, um, one of the things that I think, you know, I hold very, and, you know, right at the top of priorities is, is keeping that trust with, you know, people that have given their time, their dollars, their, you know, their, their hearts in some cases to, you know, to, you know, to follow the band. And, you know, and that's true, I think of musicians and, you know, fans all over the place. So definitely a a lot of gratitude and, and for everybody that has uh, stuck with us and, and, uh, that, that, that's a huge feeling I have going into this year, especially like you're talking about all of a sudden you walk out on these stages again, you go, man, this to get to do this is really rare and awesome. And don't want to waste a minute.
0: hundred percent, man. Well, I'll let you go. I also want to mention that I really liked your tinted windows project too with, um, Oh my God. Yeah. And thank you. Uh, obviously, obviously sad, you know, with, with Adams passing and everything, but, um, it was a really, really cool project. I really enjoyed the 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 uh, the songs and and your voice on them.
1: Thank you so much, man. Yeah, we um, Adam was such an unbelievable tragedy. Lost him to the pandemic during this two yeah. years. Um, so special, special thing. So we hopefully we'll we'll be able to honor him in different ways as we go and get back out into the world. Absolutely, man.
0: Well, hey Taylor, thank you so much. I'm going to play Child at Heart for the people, and I encourage everyone to check with the new record. Have fun on tour. Uh, all the best to the family and thank you for taking the time. Thanks so much, man. All right, man. All the best. So there it is with Taylor. What a sweetheart. That was just so much fun to hear all about all everything that's happened in their career. It's been, wow, what a ride. And, uh, so glad to see them doing so well now with a new record that absolutely smokes, smokes, Make sure you check it out and check out the videos too. Um, they're funny. They're really, really funny, especially Don't Let Me Down. Check that one out. Well, um, I want to remind you again, if you're listening to this, you're listening to it on some sort of platform that probably has a follow button or a subscribe button. Please find it right now and click it. That means a lot to me. That'll keep it coming at you. And it's good for you know the algorithms, the analytics. I don't know. Just click the button, will ya? I'll wait. Thank you. Um, But I will leave you with a tune. We got to do a new one from Hanson. Here's one of Taylor's songs, Child at Heart on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. I'll see you next time.
1: You can just breathe. I know Though you're feeling strange, just give your heart.